Welcome to the More Than a Pastor Show with Rich Avery. If you're tired of feeling stuck, broke, or unfulfilled in your life and ministry, you're in the right place. This show is about helping you reimagine your calling so you can enjoy the life, impact, and income you were made for. And now your host, marathon runner, In-N-Out burger lover, and a guy who's more than a pastor, Rich Avery. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to More Than a Pastor. I'm Rich Avery. Stick around and I'll show you how to turn your ministry know-how into sustainable income for your family through a business or side hustle you love so you can serve God and provide for your family no matter what. Hey, thanks so much for joining me today. It really means a lot to have you here. And if you're new to the show, you can learn more about me get the show notes for today's episode, download some free resources to help you thrive in these uncertain financial times over at morethanapastor.com slash 12, and that's the number 12 for episode 12. Well, today I'm kicking off a brand new series on why I think we're witnessing the beginning of the end of the church as we've known it in America, and why I think it's okay for you and me to feel fine. Well, if you are an 80s child like I am growing up in the 70s and 80s, you might remember the band R.E.M. It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. Yeah, I didn't really think I would ever sing on a podcast before, but I did it today. And that's what this uh, topic reminds me of. It's the end of the church as we've known it, but I think it's okay to be okay about it. And I'll explain in a moment why I believe co-vocational pastors are the future of the church and why now really is the the time for pastors like you and me to figure out how we can leverage our ministry skills into a secondary income source so we can serve God and provide for our families no matter what. Well, the next five episodes or so in this series are going to be on the shorter side, maybe 10 or 15 minutes each. And in each one, I'll share a different cultural, social, or economic shift or trend that is disrupting the current traditional or institutional church model. And I believe it points to a co-vocational future for pastors. So what exactly do I mean by co-vocational? And is it really anything different than bivocational? Well, I'll give you my quick definition and distinction between those two in just a moment. But first, I'd really like to make clear that in these episodes or on my blog or podcast, I do not ever want to say that the church in America is no more or is dying or is is um, is fading, it's going away. Because I firmly believe that Jesus Christ is fully in control and that he's still building his church to fulfill his redemptive plan in the world and that you and I, we get to be a part of that. And there's just nothing greater than that. But I do believe this means the end of the church as we've known it for the last 50, 100 years in America and that the church of the 21st century just might end up looking a lot more like the church of the 1st century than the 19th or 20th centuries. And I think that is a good thing. And that's what I want to talk about um, in this series, because I think the traditional 
what we know of as like traditional, institutional, you might even say corporate church model, I think that's broken. And I think that needs to be disrupted to make a way for some fresh expressions of church that will reach the growing majority of people who will just never be reached by what we think of as traditional churches. They're not going to be reached by going to a church building. They're not thinking the church is relevant to them. And so how do we reach those people? So that's what I'm saying. I think the church model is going to be different. How we fund churches is going to be different. How pastors provide for their families is going to be different. That's what I want to talk about in this uh, series and in today's episode. But my friends, the good news for you and me is that the church was birthed from disruption. It was made for disruption, and it has been reformed, it has been renewed, it has been reborn through disruption as well. So the disruptions we are facing that we're going to be talking about in this uh, series, those things maybe are new to us, but they're not new to God, and they're not new to the church. And so I believe that this is an opportunity for God to reshape the church and make it more into what he wants it to be. And we'll talk more about that. So uh, before we go any farther, let's talk about um, what I mean by bivocational or co-vocational. Is there really any difference between the two? I like to use the word co-vocational, but maybe, maybe this is a word that you haven't heard before. Now I'm a Gen Xer, so growing up in the 70s and 80s, I was familiar with the word bivocational. And in the Christian school I went to, in the Bible church I went to, we knew pastors, not our pastor, but we knew pastors in the community who were bivocational. And in general, this is my observation. This is my experience. Maybe yours is different. But in general, a bivocational pastor had a, quote, secular job in the marketplace that paid the bills. And they prayed that one day their church could support them fully and hire them full-time. So they were part-time with the church uh, and part-time in a job. Or maybe they were full-time in the church and full-time in the outside job. I mean, we know how many hours pastors can work, uh, don't we? So, But um, in my view, I think this is accurate at that time, a bivocational pastor they they kind of had seen their roles as being distinct and different. The work in the marketplace was separate from the work in the church. And I think co-vocational is different, and I want to talk about that. But let me share a phrase from my friends in Cambodia. Uh, I've been there many times over the years, and uh, I love this phrase. They say it all the time. You see it on t-shirts there in Cambodia. It says, same, same, but different. So when you're about to sit down for a meal and you say, mm, is this chicken? They say, same, same, but different. It might be rat, but it's kind of like chicken. And so you just never know uh, when they say same, same, from, but different. Um, is this the real legit thing or not? And so co-vocational, I think, is same, same, like bivocational, but different. Yes, it's a pastor who works in the church and in the marketplace, but in my view, a co-vocational pastor views those two roles purposefully complementary. And so I am seeing that so much more 
especially with uh, this new generation of church planters. Uh, the church multiplication movement seems to be growing with co-vocational pastors who work in the marketplace and work in the church. And they they love to have a, a foot in both worlds, but they see them being complementary and not distinct or separate. So what are the, what are the benefits of co-vocational ministry? Co-vocational pastors, they feel called to have one foot in the marketplace and one foot in the church. Their work in the marketplace is not a means to an end, but an integral part of who they are, and it's an extension of their church ministry. You know, in the co-vocational model, I think churches love the fact that they're not financially strapped by having to cover a pastor's full salary. And I've met so many pastors who love that their livelihood isn't limited by the church's ability to pay them. And while bivocational pastors were often praying that they could become full-time in the church, many of today's co-vocational pastors resist that. They love and they want to maintain being co-vocational forever. They love that their business or job in the marketplace keeps them grounded in their community. They love that their salary doesn't put a financial strain on their church and that they have the potential for greater financial and time freedom. So in this series, we're going to explore why I think the church of the future will be led by co-vocational pastors. And what does that mean then for pastors, maybe like yourself, who have been full-time in the church for all their ministry time. Men and women in ministry who have been pastors for 20, 30 years or more. What happens then if your church can no longer afford to pay your full salary? What would you do? And so how can we future-proof our ministries and our income by turning what we know, love, and do into a profitable, passion-based business? That's what I want to talk about in this series. So next time, I want to begin sharing some some cultural trends, some social trends that I believe are pointing to why the future of the church is co-vocational. It's, it's one thing just for me to say it, and maybe you believe it, maybe you don't. But I want to share some evidence. I want to share some signs, some signals that I believe are pointing to why the future of the church is co-vocational, why churches are going to struggle to survive on tithes and offerings alone, and why pastors need to prepare for that eventuality. And so the, one of the biggest reasons, I think, is... Um, is politics and how Christians engage in the political sphere. This is a message that I mentioned in the last episode. I was kind of afraid to share because I don't want to get into theological debates or political debates here on this podcast. And I know that it's going to create some, it, it can create some division uh, because that's we're seeing that in our churches, right? Sadly, around politics. But I think it's an important message to share, and I just want to share it with you again, um, just to begin to make the case for why I think churches are getting smaller, churches are going to struggle financially, the traditional, the institutional church, and why fresh expressions, co-vocational pastors may be the future of the church. So uh, the next podcast episode is, is entitled, Donald Trump Evangelical Politics and the co-vocational future of the church. So if that interests you, I hope you will join me, even if it doesn't, and you're wondering, what in the world is this guy going to say? Am I going to get mad? Am I going to think he's all right? So I hope you'll join me for the next episode. And in all of these, I'd love to get your feedback. 
I want to get um, a discussion and a dialogue on this. So I'd love to get your feedback on it as well. So hope you'll join me for the next episode. But before we go, I've got a free resource that I'm offering during this series, and it's called How to Know If Starting Your Own Business is Right for You. You know, we can think anecdotally, we might have what it takes, but are there any signs? Are there any uh, uh, landmarks? Are there any traits that we can have that might show that, yes, we're probably cut out to be an entrepreneur, to have our own business? So in this uh, free download, uh, you can find out those 12 signs that you might be ready to start your own business. And there's three things that I think every pastor has to have in order to Uh, launch and grow a successful, profitable business. So I hope you'll download your free copy of that today. It's at morethanapastor.com slash biz. That's morethanapastor.com slash B-I-Z. Well, that's it for this episode of the More Than a Pastor show. If If you've enjoyed it, would you do me a favor and subscribe and give me a review on Apple Podcasts? It's a great way to support the show, and it really does take just a few seconds. As always, you can find my contact information, the show notes, and useful resources over at my website at morethanapastor.com. And until next time, I'd love for you to remember that you are more than a pastor. Saying yes to God's call doesn't mean you have to say yes to feeling stuck or broke or unfulfilled in your life in ministry. Let's work together and create the life, impact, and income you were made for. 